Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. Hey, friends, what's going on? Uh, we've missed you. I'm I, hopefully you guys have missed us. Um, if you've forgotten our names, I'm Stephanie and I am Tyler. Uh, and this is our podcast about uh, people who work in the theater and film industries. Um, we've been absent for the past couple of weeks because I moved, I'm in a new location. Tyler and I are no longer separated by a wall. Uh, <laughs> Tyler's been super busy. Uh, Lots of things. So, you know, and also not going to lie. I mean, it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. Um, tons of people are back to work, which is awesome, but it means less time for interviews with us. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's been harder to get people on, but like it's 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 great. Like, thank thank yeah. God for that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's been about uh, three weeks since our last episode. So it hasn't been too yeah, crazy three, long. Sure. We're in the same no, month. but. So it's fine. We were doing, we, you know, we did a solid year of every week, which was nice, you know, and and so it's just you know, getting it readjusted, getting back into the flow of what what life is gonna be like going forward. So yeah, and did did we mention the last episode? What's going on with you? Uh, Job no, works? I don't think we did. did we? I can't remember. I don't think either. I think there were talks. Right. Yes. So I um. I was offered the assistant stage manager position at uh, the biggest theater in Denver, the uh, Denver Performing Arts Center, DC, Denver Center for Performing Arts. Sorry. Um, uh, I will be doing a show there and their Galleria space. Um, so I'm very excited because it's going to be like a almost six month gig, steady paycheck. Like it, it, it kind of came at the right time after, especially having just moved and that costs a bajillion dollars to do. So, um, but yeah, I'm very, super excited. It's, it's, I haven't gotten to work there yet. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very pleased. So I'm looking forward to that. So proud of you. It's like, it's like we manifested this change last year and we started the right? podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I was really excited for this year anyway, because I, I had booked work you know, at some of the other theaters in town where I really enjoy working. Um, uh, but they're smaller and, and the pay isn't as good. And I just really needed to take this opportunity, um, at, you know, and hopefully I'll be able to go back to those other places. Cause I do, I like to kind of work for lots of places, but, um, this one, this, this will be a nice, uh, change of pace, I think for a little bit. Oh yeah. I think it'll, it's much needed and you deserve it. It's, it's just going to be awesome, which means we will have even more people of the theater variety, hopefully, hopefully that yes. are open to doing podcasts. That would be great. <laughs> As your ASM, I'm requiring you to show up on my podcast. Yeah, right. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's just great to be back and recording. And I feel like, you know, us being in separate places does suck, because like you said, we yeah. don't have a wall separating us so in case something yeah. goes wrong technically there's right. no real way to really tell so and also we have to be way better about like organizing when we're gonna do this and make sure both of our schedules because i can't just yeah. be like hey buddy yeah. while you're in the kitchen are uh, you free this guy wants to, are you free 
we have to like put work in (laughs) yeah i I will have to actually add to the google calendar yeah i know right same uh it's 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 gonna be fun and i think this last uh this last this newest episode that you were about to listen to is a lot of fun because we get to chat with somebody that i i've only known for you know a couple of years but i've seen her around seen her different uh a couple different projects she is really close friends with former guest of the show pam renal uh who is just the coolest human being and megan is also the coolest human being like they're just they're they're awesome if you uh follow them on instagram you know that they do self-tapes together and uh it's just it's really cool getting back into this and talking to somebody who is you know really just making the most out of her career and she's crushing it uh megan elizabeth kelly is a young uh, performer who you may have seen in her newest film, uh, Netflix's Intrusion. You may have seen her in CBS's The Interrogation. She also has been a part of the Life is Strange series, a video game series that you may have uh, um, either played or heard of because it has a huge fan base. And we just had to to sit her down and and see what was going on and what she's got planned next because she, in my opinion, is a rising star. And I'm going to set that in ink this day forward because she's just doing a lot of fun stuff. So without further delay, let's talk to Megan Elizabeth Kelly. Megan Elizabeth Kelly. Can I call you Megan Elizabeth Kelly? Is that what you want to be known professionally as? (laughs) Too late now. <laughs> Sorry that my cat wants to be interviewed more than me. Like, look at Yay! this. Like, ask me some questions. That, <laughs> that is a cat ego. I'm not going to look at the screen, but you are going to look at me. Yeah. <laughs> it wants to be known. <laughs> Thank you again for coming on this podcast. It's been, uh, as I'm sure we'll mention in the intro, it's been a hot minute since we've had a, like a fresh episode so i'm just glad that you could you could join us i'm super excited about it yes yeah. thank you for having me this is awesome so I'm super excited to be here if you don't mind telling our listeners uh who you are what you do uh, who who is megan elizabeth kelly yes of course so i am an actress based in colorado um i work quite a bit in New Mexico, also do some local projects here in Colorado. Um, Apart from that, I also am a drummer. I play the piano, um, love music stuff as well. Uh, Love hiking. I love Colorado, big Colorado girl, which is probably why I'm still here. (laughs) But um, apart from that, uh, I'm trying to think of like, what else kind of makes me interesting. I have this cat that I adore, obviously. kind of a part of me (laughs) i'm glad that he's here for this this is a this is a special guest churro he has an instagram account too what is his name (laughs) churro and his instagram username is a healthy dose of churro because i always post like pictures of him and get some quality heartwarming cat content <laughs> oh my god i want to see if he sticks around for the entire interview because he seems pretty yeah, comfortable. right <laughs> i know as long as he doesn't like bite me sometimes he bites me like <laughs> well, that's rude <laughs> yeah i know i'm just like all right don't bite me please so how did you decide that you wanted to pursue acting what was your journey to get to this point in your life Yes. So i feel like it's kind of cliche but it was like one of those things like as soon as i started watching any type of movie I think you know like as early as like four or five I was like 
this is what I'm going to do. There's like no question. And of course, like, you know, as you get older, you start to think like, oh, you could do this, this and that. But like acting has always just been the only constant or it's just like, this is just what I love to do. And sometimes it's one of those things too, where you think you change your mind. Like once you start actively pursuing it, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this, but it's only grown stronger for me. So I think that's awesome that that passion is still very strong and it's something I've just always wanted to do. Yeah, that's, it's a big step too. Cause you're, I mean, you're, you're a little bit younger than, than Steph and I. So, I mean, you from what, four or five to now you're, you're 22, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so between that time, like just scrolling through your IMDb credits, you've accomplished so much within such a short amount of time. Like what, (laughs) what keeps you driven to to keep pursuing it? Cause obviously, you know, acting is not a full-time gig for, for most of us in the industry. So like what, what, what pays your bills, um, you know, to, to kind of keep this lifestyle at bay until you can kind of like ascend to the next level. Totally. So I actually have a nine to five right now. I'm a marketing specialist at an engineering firm. So that's my nine to five. Um, (laughs) but I mean, obviously I just graduated from college in, um, just this last spring. So that was kind of like a turning point for me where I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have to like commit full time. Cause when I was in school, not going to lie. Um, I sometimes would just like skip my classes for a shoot. Like, I'm not going to be in today. Obviously can't do that with a job. <laughs> so, you know, I was able to like turn in my work early, whatever, like I was pretty good that way, but it's definitely like a different kind of pace now that I have a nine to five. But it's great because it does still allow me to like pursue this without me being like desperate for work. It's just like, it's a passion hobby that I'm able to still pursue. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, given that most of us work in the service industry to, to pursue this, the fact that you have a nine to five, that's, I would hope relatively stable, you know, to allow you to, to go and shoot. That's awesome. Yeah. And my boss is really cool too. And she understands that this is something I just absolutely adore. And she's like, you know, um, possibly like, you know, like work from home here and there. Um, especially since like at my office, we're not fully like all in the office yet. Like it's still very much closed down. Everyone's working from home. So she's been really flexible with that. So it was kind of just a huge blessing, like to be able to kind of fall into this job where my boss is super understanding. She loves that. I love to do acting and stuff. So um but I think to answer your question more specifically I think it's just resilience like you get so much rejection obviously you know being an actor um doing anything creative you know it's so subjective people are gonna think you're great some people are gonna think you're bad like at the end of the day you have to find like in the root of your soul like why are you pursuing this why are you doing this and it has to be greater than other people's opinions of you like you just have to like push forward and keep going that would that's how I think I've been able to stay at it because it can be disheartening and I'm not going to discredit that, but I think just resilience is like the word. I think just keep going. <laughs> totally. Um, what kind of acting do you find yourself drawn towards the most like film theater, specific types of TV and film? Like what, what's your niche? Um, I think for me, um, definitely dramas I think I find myself drawn to um I would say it could be tv but I think I do have like a soft spot for film I just do it's just like a compressed story all in one and and, like series are great don't get me wrong but I think there's just something really 
special. I love movies for that reason. Um, but I think that's definitely something I'm drawn to probably the most. Do you have a, okay. like, I, I guess for, for drama too, do you have a, a favorite performer, whether it's like an actor, an actress, or just maybe like a character that you look back on and go, that that's the, I guess, conception of me wanting to do drama. Is there somebody you look back on and go, that performance was awesome? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I... Gosh, it's so interesting because you watch so many movies, you know, in your childhood and sometimes you don't like, you remember the performances sometimes, not always the actor. I think when you're a kid, like now, you know, you're kind of like, oh, that's so-and-so or whatever. Um, I think growing up though, like Robin Williams was always kind of like, cause he was in so many child movies and just, I, I don't know. There's just so many movies. He's done so many incredible things. Um, and I just think definitely him and his connection, like he just always felt, he was just honest with like his emotion, like just easy to connect with, you know? And I think that's what acting's about. It's like, you know, it's storytelling, but it's also just trying to speak to people and take them out of like whatever situation they're in and just make an impact one way or another, you know? Oh, totally. And that's, I mean, what a, what a reference to take back, especially, you know, in our childhood, you have, you know, hook and patch adams and and jack and the Br- like yeah. every character he had you know yeah you, you were glued to it so i totally get it. it totally yeah you just knew like everything he's going through. just wonderful like such a good actor Your oh, cat is awesome. i know he's like <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> listeners if you hear a jingling it's a cat trying to pounce on top of the monitor <laughs> <or laptop>. yeah <laughs> <Or more attention. laughs> So talk, talk us through like the different kinds of pieces you've worked on already. If you have a favorite, like what your typical um, day is when you get to kind of, especially if you're going to New Mexico, like what that entails and stuff. Talk us through that aspect of your roles. So I just had a film that came out on Netflix um, late September. It was called Intrusion. And I filmed that last year during like uh, one of the heights of COVID and it was definitely intense. You know, you had to be there like three or four days early for COVID testing, complete quarantine, obviously. Um, But I would say that was definitely one of my like, it was probably my favorite project just because I had never worked on a set of that like capacity before. So it was very eye-opening and it was just kind of one of those things where like you get to set every day and you're like I want to do this I am so happy to be here like and that's so special you know just like when you feel like your soul is connected to a job like that um I just felt so fulfilled every day um but there were times where you know I would because of COVID you know sometimes the schedules would kind of switch up um you know if someone tested positive or something we had to be you know obviously take all the precautions necessary um we had like different zones of the cast I don't know if you've heard anything about that but they like separate it to try and alleviate um shutdowns yeah and so there were times where I'd have to like drive within a day's notice to New Mexico and it was just so funny because it's just like it's one of those chaotic things you're like oh my gosh I have to go to New Mexico today and I wasn't ready um so you kind of just like pack all your stuff and you're, you're gone and you know you're just on the road for six hours and uh it's so funny though, because you know, you're, you love what you're doing when that doesn't feel like 
a burden or a chore or something you're like mm-hmm. yes I'm going to New Mexico like shoot this thing that I'm super excited about so I think I mean that was kind of the process it was just very intense um last year you know uh very life-changing like just to go through all that and also be on like my first really big set so it was just kind of crazy yeah I mean what is that move oh go ahead oh sorry (laughs) I was I was uh um just nonchalantly trying to you know put in the title stuff (laughs) since you're out get it what do you wait what are you cooking because now now my ADD is kicking in Oh, um, I just had uh, some leftover batter from the cheesecake I made, so I wanted to, to cook it oh, before God. I left. That cheesecake's so hungry tomorrow, so uh, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but she, uh, this last September, she's in a film called Intrusion that is on uh, Netflix. Right, it's like really right. awesome thriller with uh, it's um, a oh God, uh, God, uh, Frida, Frida Pinto, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I remembered her. <laughs> Uh, but I, I have yet to, to watch the film. I wanted to talk to you first and kind of learn more about it before I watch it because it looked incredibly intense. And the second I saw your face in the trailer, I was like, holy shit, I had no idea you were doing this. Like, what was the, uh, the, the casting process of this film? I mean, obviously, it's probably self-tape, right? Yeah, so, you know, it started with a self-tape, then it was a callback, and then it was like a Zoom session with like the director and casting and then after that, um, oh my gosh, it was, I think a week after that, I had a chemistry read with Frida and I was like, oh my gosh. What? And then I found out I was pinned like a couple days after and then I didn't hear back for like 11 days. And I was like, oh, I didn't oh get it. Someone God. else did. I was going through like all the stages of like grief. I was like, oh, dang it. I was like, I was so close. <laughs> And then I get an email about like the role offer and I was just ecstatic. I was in the middle of a, a Zoom class for my college because everything was online, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the last year. And I was just overjoyed. I was like, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome timing. I was at my sister's apartment and uh, we were just having tea like during my class and I was listening to it and had the best news ever. So it was awesome. <laughs> how how hard was your heart pounding the second you got that email <laughs> oh my gosh I like was calling everyone I was crying it's actually awesome my sister's a Polaroid she always takes like Polaroids of like the best oh moments. fun and she snuck a Polaroid of me just like sobbing at my oh. laptop and I was like oh my gosh just overjoyed see that's that's where all the years of hard work and hours of tireless self-tapes yes. just rewards you when you have that moment <laughs> Yeah, because it's like so many actors, like there's so many talented actors, like seriously, you look around and it's just like, you really do have to be resilient because you not booking something is not you not being good. That's just not the reality of the industry. Like you bring your A game always, obviously, but just like, it's so, it can be so subjective sometimes, which can be unfortunate. Um, But that's just the way the casting process is, you know, they want to fill that role with kind of what they had in mind. And you you aren't responsible for that. All you can do is just be your best every day, and um, one day it will pay off. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is something we have to remind ourselves of every time we wake up. Yeah. Or, you know, you're pinned for eleven days, and you're slowly just inducing ulcers within your body because you're so stressed out. Oh my out. gosh! Yes, <laughs> like you're refreshing your email so much. I don't even want to know like how often I did that. I will say I that I had like a record. Oh yeah, the 
on that those few days I was like but then you know as the time goes on you're like I just I don't think it happened just and, let it go yeah. yeah you're just like fine honestly the worst part is if your agent sends you an email about something else like a reminder to send in a self-tape but you think it's you know yes <laughs> confirmation like, oh my gosh I got an email you know for my agent you check it and you're just like I mean, this is awesome, but I also was really hoping I'd hear back about this role. <laughs> oh, man. Can you tell us about the movie a little bit? Sure. So um, I my part is kind of hard because if nobody's seen it, I'm part of the plot. Um, but basically, I am a missing college student. And there's a couple that they keep having their house broken into and they can't figure out why like what's going on why are these people who keep breaking into our house um but that kind of gets answered later and then you also mm-hmm. kind of find out where I am I don't know if I'm like even describing the story well but I don't <laughs> want to give it off either <laughs> so I'm trying to find a happy medium <laughs> but yeah that's... but it's like a suspense thriller yeah, or is it so like, like super gory thriller. is yeah. it I wouldn't say it's gory, no. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, it's very much a thriller. Like the whole time, yeah. you're like, what is happening? Yeah, you watch the trailer and you think, oh, God, okay, that's all I need to just don't show me any more of the trailer or any more of the movie. We'll sit down yeah, and watch it. Yeah, like, because like you yeah. start, it's, it is one of those things too, where it's just like, um, it's such a specific story too. It's like you can't give out too many nuggets in the trailer. Otherwise, people are going to be like, okay, I think this is what happens. So <laughs> I think it was well put together. So are you now SAG AFTRA? Have you been SAG AFTRA for a while or are you still? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So that was my third union job. I had booked a okay. union commercial earlier that year. And then I worked on the CBS show Interrogation the year prior. Yep. So then, um, as soon as I found out I booked it, I had to pay my first round of union dues. So that was cool. I was like, yay, <laughs> I've made it. Have they lessened it from $3,000 or is it still? It depends on where you join, really? which is something I didn't know until recently. Um, since I work often in New Mexico, that was just logically, I was like, I'll join in New Mexico. And I believe the fees were like 900 um, to join there. So very different than Los Angeles. But wow. if I were to book a role in Los Angeles, then you pay the difference on the union dues. If that makes sense. That you oh, okay. Yeah. So it's basically like I'm SAG-AFTRA in New Mexico. I don't know how to describe it. And I might be completely wrong in the way I'm describing that, but that's what I understand is that <laughs> if I were to book elsewhere, I'd have to pay the difference. So how is it like, uh, and this is coming from somebody who also has like a I have an agent in New Mexico, but, you know, with, with COVID and the way things are right now with tax audits on productions, how are you, uh, as far as like auditions coming through the pipeline, how are those coming in now with, you know, COVID and, and people really wanting you to stay in New Mexico to work in New Mexico? Has there been any change in that? Are you doing pretty well with your agents and everything? I think there's definitely been a change. Like Mm -hmm. I definitely haven't had as many as I've had like over the last few years. I think this last year it was really quiet. Like Intrusion was one of the only few auditions I got last year. Um, Like I got a handful and that was one. So I was really lucky to have booked that because I mean, that's just, you know, that doesn't happen all the time, especially if you don't have a lot of opportunities. So I felt really lucky about that. But this year has definitely been quiet. Um, I think it might be starting to pick up now um but 
yeah I mean for like six or seven months last year I I mean I could count on my hand like amount of auditions that came through and yeah it's it's crazy it's definitely gotten a lot quieter but I'm I'm thinking it's going to change you know pick back up soon yeah I, w- I would hope so it, it's been a concern of a lot of actors you know in our region so I think whoever's listening to this will feel more comfortable knowing like, it's it has slowed it's not something your agent is just telling you you know what I mean like, yeah it's... <laughs> it has and a lot of productions unfortunately too with COVID were getting shut down you know yeah. if they had more than a few cases I can't remember what the exact number is but they would have to shut down um, and that's a lot of money so it's like it's almost easier to postpone until it kind of you know um, hopefully you know pans out and finishes but just one of those things where it's like you it's hard to know what to do i mean luckily you got a cat you've got a job here i do <laughs> yes <laughs> just, I, I feel very lucky there <laughs> it's very nice <laughs> i have good company uh have you worked places outside of new mexico um i'm curious if it's kind of different depending on where you're shooting is it are rules different are um I don't know, like how sets are put together or do you feel like it's pretty consistent depending? I think, I mean, I haven't worked anywhere else besides Colorado and New Mexico, but from my understanding, yeah, it's just kind of at the producer, you know, the discretion of um, the producers and everyone involved um, on how that kind of goes. But I think it's been fairly similar throughout unless like they were able to kind of quarantine you know, the cast, like, I think Tyler Perry in Georgia, isn't that what something he did with some of his shows? Like he had some of his cast like quarantined and the crew oh, yeah. or something like he's able. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's been ways to like do it efficiently, but, but obviously like not everyone, not all, all the productions around, especially yeah. if they're, you know, lower budget or um, it's hard to find like accommodations like that. So, which is unfortunate, but I'm, I'm curious. I've asked a few people this what is uh what's your i guess your 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 hobby or your uh your your favorite thing to do on set when there's you know four or five hours of downtime because you're waiting for you know nightfall for your next shoot what do you like to do to keep yourself occupied i love um just walking around meeting people i mean obviously like if you're not filming hopefully like the people outside you know you can kind of like converse with um crafty oh yeah um I love my crafty um but yeah I would have to say like that was probably the loneliest parts of working during COVID is because you couldn't socialize as much I mean obviously given like the circumstances but you know you were pretty much confined to your trailer you know just to make sure like you weren't exposed you weren't exposing other people um because we were testing every day and uh I think that's one of the best parts of working on a set is just meeting everyone and talking to everyone. Um, networking is just really fun and just talking to people. I enjoy that thoroughly. So hopefully I can't, I can't wait to do that all again, you know? Right. Hopefully within the next few years. Cause it's, yeah, yes, I agree. It's very lonely sitting in your, your wagon for eight hours. Yeah. With <laughs> no interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is there anything like, say you wake up tomorrow and you're like, I don't want to act anymore. Um, but I still want to be part of the film industry. Is there any aspect of it that you find really interesting that you'd like to explore more? 
Totally. I think I'd love to get into um, directing. I've never directed anything, but I think I would really enjoy that. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Oh, you'd rock at directing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, you'd be. I would really love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, you and a former guest of the show, you know, Pam, Pam Renal. You guys, you know, help each other with self tapes. You guys seem to collaborate quite uh, a bit. So I could see you directing, producing, doing something, you know, behind the scenes yeah. and just completely killing it. Thank you. Yeah, I would seriously love to get more involved with that. And I think, you know, maybe that's something I should look into, you know, with some of this downtime while the industry is kind of still quiet, you know, kind of explore those outlets, maybe do some writing. Writing's always terrified me, but it's something I've always wanted to try and like dabble in and just, you know, explore. Oh, just dive in. Dive in. Yeah, right? I think that's what you have to do. You kind of just have to go head first and just just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Write, write a vomit draft of any, and this goes for anybody who's listening, write a vomit draft of just something you want to put down to say you wrote something. Yeah. And it gets so much easier from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it kind of takes the pressure off, like starting. Yeah. You just start and you're like, okay, I've tried it, you know? Yeah. It's like doing your first, you know, acting gig for a corporate video. Like, this is not what I expected, but I'm going to try. This is and different, I'm get yeah. Heck out of here. <laughs> what would you What would you direct? Would you direct a, a drama if you could choose like a genre? Is there something you'd want to like specifically direct? Yes, I think it would probably gear towards drama. Um, I don't really know like what capacity that would be, but yeah, I think that's kind of where I would head towards first. Cool. Is there like a movie that comes to mind that like you could sit, say, not necessarily I'd, I want to direct this movie, but like this, this particular kind of movie? Yeah, there's just like, oh man, there's so many like Goodwill Hunting, mm. um, Dead Poets Society. There's just some films that have like made an impact on my life. And, uh, you know, they're usually drama, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Silver Linings playbook. I just like, oh my gosh, I just get yeah. so involved in them. There's just so many good ones. I feel like I couldn't even, you know, list all the ones that made an impact. <laughs> but just when you leave like a theater or you finished watching a film and you actually feel changed, like you're mm-hmm. thinking about the story, like just that human emotion, like drawing empathy from people and just like, you know, you understand someone. Like, I think sometimes in life we're like, oh my gosh, I don't understand why this person would do that. But it's just like, you know, we all watch films and we totally understand the characters. It's like, we're not all that different. We're not all that, like, we're just very complex with like our emotions. And I think movies are just a great way to kind of bridge that gap. Like regardless of your background or who you are, like we all just get moved and completely changed by these impactful stories. And I just want to be part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Which that, that's a good segue to uh, get into my my question for you. So, uh, we can't talk about it a hundred percent. I guess we can talk about the one that just came out. But we did you know two projects for Deck Nine Games, the you know over COVID, which was a lot of fun. But speaking as somebody who you know you, you said you love film, you love the the environment of filming and acting in film. How was it working on a mocap set? I mean, as far as uh, I'm sorry, motion capture for the layman. Um, essentially video game acting uh how did that sort of change your approach if it did to acting cinematically was there any sort of change or how was your your experience with that 
Yeah, absolutely. I would say like the biggest thing is just the lack of like a physical set. So you really kind of have to like create that world for yourself. It's like kind of an extended version of like a theater. Like if you were to not have like any of the props you needed or anything, like I think it's so interesting. I think it really um, helped me too. Like just doing motion capture in general, because I did um, some mocap for Life is Strange Before the Storm. And just motion capture I didn't do obviously like any voice or anything um but just knowing your like physical environment because you know there's like parameter set and you know Web would be like oh my gosh you just like ran through a wall and I'm like well I don't see the wall <laughs> so you you know there was like this one scene where Max is in the attic and we had to put like strings and like we had to like design it because every once in a while, I just go through the wall. And I'm like, I, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like crouching, but um, it was like this invisible boundary. So I do think it's like, it's such an interesting experience. I mean, I think you would agree with that too, Tyler, like just like absolutely like just different than anything you've experienced like acting wise. Do you feel the same way? Oh yeah. I, speaking of somebody who fell into acting, had no theater experience whatsoever. It was just this like, hey, just be real okay but also there's a door behind you that's marked up right tape, so be mindful <laughs> yeah. oh shit okay i i can do this and it's it's it felt restrictive with the you know the motion capture helmet on you and a giant light shining in your face yeah. but i feel like it helped us a lot because we're more aware of our expressions i agree i right? think it was like almost like an acting intensive you know or just <laughs> like you had to be really particular about like what you're doing in your face because I mean, we all have like little like little expressions or like things we do that we don't even like realize we do. Like, this is hilarious, but I um, I was helping Pam film a self-tape yesterday and she was doing a drama and she was doing such an awesome job. And I think my face, sometimes I'm just like, when I'm not acting or like really involved, I'm just really loud. So like the entire time my, my I was like this, and Pam was like, that's so distracting. I was like, I didn't do I was just like listening to you act. And it was like, just blowing me out of the water. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I, I just do that. So I think, you know, it's doing motion capture and everything like that. It makes you so much more aware of yourself. And just seeing your face up that close too. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's like the not flattering at all. The yeah, <laughs> it's like the worst angle. Like, you know, I you don't have any makeup on for that stuff and um it's just funny it's definitely a different experience but I think it's so invaluable like for actors like just to have that chance to work on something like that it was awesome oh, yeah. did uh Sylvia or Webb tell you you had a, a certain facial tick that you had to knock off for oh man I'm sure <laughs> I think there was a couple things I did Oh, I had a really big one that Sylvia had to like knock out of me because I couldn't, I, I was like, why was I doing that? I don't even know. Um, oh my gosh, I'll have to think about it. If I think about it, I'll bring it up. But I definitely had a couple, I think that at the beginning, it was almost like earth shattering. When I found out, I was like, I do that? I was like, yeah. no, I don't. <laughs> no way. And then we'd watch playback and I totally am doing this like weird <laughs> facial like expression. And I'm just like, that's so odd. Like, how do I not control my face? Like, I don't even know. Did you have some too that they pointed out? <laughs> so, Sylvia practically had to, um, um, for lack of a better description, bitch slap me vocally uh, for <laughs> the way my mouth would, uh, left side of my mouth would, would kind of twitch a little bit. 
if I was trying to be stern and serious. So, uh, I mean, she's just, she's amazing when she, you know, directs you, obviously, because you know, okay, I'm very aware of everything. But uh, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. And we'd watch old playback, especially like during the rap. (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst thing about me now. That's all I notice. Isn't that crazy? Like, (laughs) and now that becomes the thing, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Oh, it's something I realized I did when I smile, like my forehead, like I don't even know how to describe it. Like it moves like the skin or something. I don't even know. But that was something I realized. <laughs> and I'm just like, right it's now. so weird. I, and I'm like, now I'm forever distracted by it. I'm like, I'll never smile the same. No, no I also <laughs> like, aren't there certain things that you don't have control over? It's like involuntary (laughs) muscle twitch. So like how much can you do if it's a thing that just your face just does? Like I don't under you know it's so so funny. I feel feel like that's how Christian Bale learned to control the amount of sweat he can pour from his face and body like on cue. Do you know about this, Megan? No. (laughs) Like an American psycho the director said he could sweat more during a scene without moving or he can sweat less without doing anything. Like it was during the business card scene where he would just start to glisten. So I think there's a tie between that and acknowledging how your face ticks and controlling that subconsciously. Imagine having that power, like right? just knowing, like, how do you do that? Like, that's amazing. Oh my I mean, God. We would be that bone dry in every scientific audition. scientific sense to me. <laughs> Christian Bale does not make scientific sense. That True man story. is a ghoul. He's different. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's something else. Um, huge fan I remembered, <laughs> yes, I, um, I remembered what it was. I negate. So sometimes I'd say yes, or like totally. Yeah. And I'd shake my head. And I was like, why do I do that? And I'm so glad Sylvia pointed that out to me because it's like, yeah, it does seem like dishonest or like you're not being genuine. Mm. I'm like, that's so weird that like, because it was like an instinct I just had in the back of my head. So like sometimes I'd just be negating. She'd be like, no, don't do that. I was like, wait, what? What? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah. Oh my gosh. That soft voice in the corner. You're negating. Oh, I know do that again. <laughs> and she was like the greatest for that too like the best like she was just oh my gosh very helpful <laughs> pointing it out but just so constructive and just knew exactly how to like craft it you know yeah so let's uh I'm gonna steer us away from deck nine before you and I spoil something Go into a rabbit or hole, say yeah. <laughs> say too much else about it I just wanted to bring it up because it's awesome uh what uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we we had uh, deck for a little bit throughout COVID, but you know, you're in college. Were you doing anything when the industry initially slowed down to either you know uh, re up on your skills, re educate yourself, take workshops? Were you really involved in doing stuff like that? I know you're involved with a lot of uh, sort of like foundation and production work with Pam. Did that keep you busy during COVID too? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing, I started taking some classes, but a lot of the casting directors too were doing like workshops and seminars and um, and it was really cool too. Like it was just completely accessible. I think you saw maybe some as well on like Actors Access, which is like an open call and it wasn't for like anything specific, but they let you submit a tape in, your, mm-hmm. your reels, like whatever it was. And it was just kind of cool, you know, to kind of like have, a reason to like reach out it's like okay well everything's shut down right now so just making like connections with people you know these casting directors kind of knew who the actors were that they had never met before 
Um, it was a, a neat experience for that. So I definitely took advantage of that, which was great. <laughs> That's good to hear. I, I don't think I, we found a single guest who took COVID and just said, I'm just going to binge watch Friends and not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely had parts of that too. I mean, there were, I was just in my sweatpants all the time. I was like, I don't have to go to college. And I was like, all right, like, this is my life now, unless I book something like <laughs> that's all, you know, I started doing DoorDash too. Um, but that was more like recently, but you know, like that just kind of <laughs> kept you busy. And I was like, I don't really have to leave my house. It was very weird. But yeah. it also made me realize, I think I'm lazy, like in the deep core <laughs> of who I am. If I don't have to leave, like I won't. And I was just like, it really solidified that for me. And I'm like, Sure, a lot of people feel the same way. <laughs> Can you think of um, a type of role that you would likely find particularly challenging, but because of that, you'd want to try to tackle it? Like, um, especially having some time to kind of, with COVID being shut down and you kind of just think about all of the the different opportunities that you'd love to have like was there is there anything that you could think of that yeah I don't know it's kind of interesting because I would say like um the role and intrusion was kind of a challenge for me Mm. just because of like the emotional intensity of the role I felt like you know sometimes as an actor like you never know if you're going to bring enough to the table that the role requires and I felt like, I mean, it was awesome, obviously, that I got it, but definitely like in the audition process, I was like, oh, I didn't feel too good about that. Um, that callback, I felt like I could have been more connected. Anything that's very emotional, like emotionally driven and like very specific, like someone who's in a great deal of trauma, it's like there's a lot of responsibility and I think pressure on stuff like that. Cause it's like for anyone who's experienced any level of that, like you want to bring truth to that performance and not like make a caricature or tell it dishonestly. And I think that was like something I was afraid of doing. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it was great that, I mean, I got it and I had the opportunity to experience it. So I feel like in a way I kind of faced one of my fears because <laughs> I was like worried about it. I was like, oh man, I'm like so honored, but I just realized, I was like, this is like, I have to, you know, really, really work at this, make sure I'm being honest. It's weird how those roles start to stack, right? Like the more experience you have, the more you realize how much your skill set has expanded. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. And especially, so you've said you do a lot of work in New Mexico, you're obviously repped in New Mexico. Have you thought about like moving to Georgia or LA or maybe even Canada? Has that thought crossed your mind to, I guess, shift your career? It has. Um, I think for me, I couldn't tell what to do. Like, especially during COVID, it was just like, I don't want to do it now. Everything's kind of like shut down. Um, But I think for me, I love Colorado. Like I love having all my family here. So I feel like that definitely kind of makes it more comfortable I think if the opportunity were to arise and if I were to have like you know a connection or I was auditioning a lot in Atlanta or LA then I think absolutely I would move out there but I think I'm a very I try to be more um, strategic now because I actually went out to LA in 2018 for about like five months and I was like 18 at the time and uh, 
I, I had no plan. I had no strategy. I was just kind of out there, which was great. I think I learned a lot. I think I grew a lot. Um, but it definitely put in a perspective where I was like, okay, next time I come out here, I'm going to be more strategic. I'm going to have a plan. I want an agent out here and I want to be able to, um, you know, be auditioning and actually feel like I'm working in the industry. Um, cause I just, I didn't have those connections or anything like that then. So I think for right now, I'm kind of just seeing where things go with the industry. Um, if New Mexico picks back up, but I think eventually we could be, you know, potentially making that move out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got it. You have a partner in crime too. So it's not like you'd have to go out alone for the next shift. Yeah. That is very <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> So what was the, the basis for, you know, you going to LA? Was it, I mean, uh, I, I assume you're probably fresh out of high school and, you know, was it just one of those, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try it and see how it goes. Or did you, did you feel a calling to it? Like, what was the, the basis for that, that move so suddenly? So I think it was just, um, I wanted to test the waters out there. You know, I was fresh out of high school. I went to Elizabeth high school in Colorado. It's like this super small school. I was just like, I felt like I really hadn't like experienced anything like significant yet. I was like, I need to actually like go out there and like learn how to, I don't know, exist like on my own and see kind of like what that atmosphere provides, you know? And I had met some, I met some really cool people out there and I think that was invaluable in itself. Um, but I think I was naive. <laughs> I didn't have like a plan. I was like, I'm just going to move out there. and you know, maybe I'll get like a few acting roles or something, but it's like, you can't do that exactly unless you have the right connections. And sometimes it is luck too, you know, sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, um, audition for this or you just meet the right person at the right time. And, you know, you can't just bank on that. You kind of yeah. have to have a game plan together. But yeah. <laughs> That's the look in your eyes of, I'm glad I did it, but I'm not going back until I have a, yeah, a structure. Like, I'm not going to do that again, like until I have kind of like an understanding of what's going to happen out there, you know, just be more strategic next time. Yeah, spoiler alert for our listeners who've never been to LA, it's not like La La Land. No one's dancing <laughs> in rush hour traffic. I really traffic. was disappointed. I was kidding. I don't think La La Land was out yet, but um <laughs> totally not the same as law land although we wish it was except the ending is really sad so i don't know if i want that oh <laughs> yeah whoops yeah, that yeah that's me. true and it's so funny because everyone's like no that's like that's such a good story like um she lived her dream and i was like but she's not with him you've seen la la land so right sappy. yeah i saw it when it first came out okay. um yeah just in case it was ruined i wanted to make sure no, no, I was no, no. sobbing like a baby in the movie theater. I, I cry anyway. I'm very emotional, but like, Are you? <laughs> I was, I was, I was not, I was not okay. That's right. Steph and I are the same way with Boy Meets World. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. Um, what is your, um, what we call party story or, oh, yeah. um, like fun, weird unique experience that you can only have as an actor whether it's on set or like a callback like what is kind of Ooh. your yeah I have one that comes to mind immediately yeah um I was in New Mexico filming a western and we had these wolves on set um 
and mind you they're trained like actual wolves yeah and they're trained to be very afraid of humans like Mm -hmm. you know trust their trainer like they're just very cautious and so we had the wolf trainer um the wolves were supposed to chase me in this scene and so we had it all set up um and when we were going to do a take someone accidentally moved like i i don't know who it was i don't know if it was a crew member someone moved and uh the wolves took off running and we were on this giant ranch and they were like nowhere to be seen they just took off and we're like uh what do we do anyway we move into the cabin next door to try and move along to do this other scene and so we're filming that and then we hear this noise outside we're like what is that and we look through the window we had chilies for crafty and the wolves were eating the chilies oh they had gotten on the table and we're just like going to town eating our crafty and (laughs) i think that was that was special. That was a different experience. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But it was pretty funny. I mean, they got the wolves and everything, but obviously yeah. we didn't really get to shoot with them because that happened because it was super late at night um, when they had all like unfolded. And so we were kind of- So rapping. did the scene ever get shot or did it just get cut? They had- uh, I, they were able to I think film maybe one take prior to that one yeah and I think they just used parts of that from my understanding I don't know how else they did it but yeah that's so interesting yeah I don't even think about like the more exotic animals in movies having trainers and stuff yeah. but obviously like you can't just use wild <laughs> yeah like it's a process yeah I I'm just surprised to learn that they're they're trained to be afraid of humans. Yeah, I never would have thought about that. At least like I don't know I don't know what the right word is. Maybe not afraid, but just uh, I don't know. They they like listen to the trainers and everything, and I think that's maybe for the safety of like everyone on set too. But they were really like nice. They just didn't like prefer interaction with anyone they're familiar (laughs) with. So maybe it's a trust thing. But yeah. um yeah, they were they were gone. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> oh gosh. Man, it's it's you know, it not to be a downer, but like it's interesting to hear these kinds of stories and stuff, but especially with what just happened on the set of um oh Rust. The Alec Baldwin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rust and you know, um uh she was a DP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. that that died because of a you know accidental gunshot kind of a thing and it's it's crazy when you do really think about the dangerous situations that you yeah. can kind of end up in or or something as simple as somebody moved and you know thank god the wolves went running away versus you know running into the mix of right. people and yeah. causing havoc that way you know but it is it's it's we like hearing these stories because usually they're funny and everyone's safe and whatever, but I think it's important to point out that like it it can be a lot more dangerous than people realize, you know, yeah, because absolutely. you're trying to imitate real life scary moments that that's become really real a good life way scary moments. Too, because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, you yeah. are trying to in- like um, you know, put in these scary moments of real life and so it's just like mistakes yeah. happen and it's, it can yeah. be very tragic yeah at least it wasn't a 
pack of bears <laughs> that got into the honey for crafty. Yeah, right. That's yeah. all I can think about now. <laughs> oh, if there are bears, I'd be like, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> can we like do uh, I don't know, some sort of CG like me yeah, running right. from these animals? That looks so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Now it has somebody put that in a movie, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and speaking on that you know learning from these experiences and then like the the idea of like safety and then uh you know taking your career by the horns like what sort of advice do you have for our listeners as far as you know the the pursuit of a career do you have any advice maybe that someone has given you you want to pass on to someone else or maybe something that you've always lived by is or something that that comes to mind yes so i went to this awards dinner a few years ago um with pam and uh, we had met Elizabeth Banks and we told her, we were like, yeah, we were like, we are, you know, working towards becoming, you know, working actors. And uh, what kind of advice would you give us? And she said, she just like grabbed us both. She's like, keep going. And I think that's just always been, I don't know, kind of in the back of my head now. I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, just that resilience. Like people are going to say no, people are going to say, oh, you're not good or this, that, and the other, like, you should change this, or everyone's going to think they have an opinion on what you need to do to run your career, or go after it, and the reality of it is, it's not true, it's exactly what you make it to be, so, like, you can look past what anyone else says, like, if you really want to do this, you just have to keep going, and find out what works for you, whether, you know, if you're an actor, if it's a process or something, because to be honest, classes don't have all the answers. Like you can study with the coach that works for someone and it doesn't always work for the other person. Like you ultimately have to find out what works for you and you have to kind of do your due diligence to um, push yourself forward and, you know, ignore negativity or anyone that tries to kind of step in the way of that or your dreams or what you hope to accomplish. I still, I love that. <laughs> I love that it was Elizabeth Banks too. The the person that is like the poster child for keep going. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, she was so lovely. Like that, and that's just so cool. Like I could kind of see too that she just kind of understood. Like you know, we're trying to become working actors. Like it's hard. It's yeah. so hard, um, and it's so subjective. And that's why you can't rest your worth in someone's opinion of you because it will change like from one person to the next. So you just have to. Do what makes you happy, uh, you know, fulfill yourself that way. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and that's that's just lovely. I feel like so many people have kind of given that that advice, but it's just nice to hear. It's also really nice to hear that a uh, well-established actress could mm-hmm. say those words to you rather than like, oh, get out or don't bother or, you know, like a, it was yeah. you know, very... <laughs> um you know like it it, it's always nice to hear when when these humans are actively human and like supportive of yeah and they just connect with you on that level they're like oh my gosh like you just saying those two words you're you know working actor like yeah yes like you just have to keep going like because that's seriously how it is I mean it can be 10 years for some 20 like whatever it is and you know you can't um, measure your success necessarily in your achievements either. I think that's another trap. Um, because you're so much more than that. Like you're, you have so much more to offer than what you last booked. Like you're just, you should always just look at yourself as like, I'm an artist and I'm going to keep creating 
no matter how many doors shut on me and it's going to be great and wonderful and everything I've wanted to do. That's super important too. Don't, yeah, don't measure your success based on your achievements. Cause I, I think, oh, maybe it's just, I'm sure it's not just me, but some of us have looked at our IMDb ranking and gone, holy shit, I've gone down 20,000 points yeah. in a week. Why? And is that going to affect my auditions? You know, like that's totally, or the fact that I don't have a, a SAG, uh, credit on my IMDb page that you know I feel like that ruins a lot of people like don't that that's thank you for saying that because that's so freaking important just keep creating it and, is true because you know? I used to think that's too I was like oh when I joined SAG like I'm, I'm I've done it like I I'm yeah. now I'm gonna be working I was like that's just not true like yeah. you know I booked this role I haven't had a lot of auditions this year but it's like that's the way it is sometimes like you'll you'll go through slow phases you'll go through ones that are really fast or like what is happening and they're wonderful um but yeah, you can't, you can't measure your success and just your achievements because you are more than that. And, you know, if you're an artist, the reality of it is like, it'll always change. It'll always be different. And you'll always be looking to the next thing. If you measure yourself and your achievements, you'll book one thing. And then two months later, you'll be like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And you won't ever be satisfied. It's not a satisfying way to look at it. So I think instead of achievements measure in how happy it makes you when you're on set, regardless of what it is. You know, whether it's a short film, whether it's you and your friend just making some sort of skit. Like, if that's what fills you up, then you've accomplished it. You've done it. Mm -hmm. You're living your dream, like, and just keep going at it. God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> it's just so awesome. Uh, what do you have coming down the pipeline? Is there something you want us to promote with this episode? Anything you're working on that you can talk about? Um, so I do have an independent film that's going through the festival circuit right now, and it's called Who Needs You? Um, we've been submitting and everything, so I actually don't know, like, kind of the status of how that's been going, but that's, like, the next one. But after that, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm gonna be auditioning and kind of see, like, you know, what comes up, but that's, like, the next thing. For those of you who are listening, cool. she's holding up a Marvel tv shirt so she's gonna be on a disney plus show <laughs> yeah uh, i'm not sure if we can say that it's not it might be nda <laughs> can't say the uh, title, my character, or anything it's completely ambiguous i was wondering why there's a, a stack of x-men you know comic books behind you I'm like that, that seems yeah delicious. i had to do but... some research again due diligence <laughs> had to do studying <laughs> Oh, uh, Steph, do you have, uh, uh, do we have, uh, God, it's been so long since we've done a recording. Do we have another question after? No, those are usually our wrap up ones. So, Is that... oh, um, God. yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for, for chatting with us today. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. It's wonderful. like, yeah, good. Um, I know me. it's just been so, so weird with Tyler and I both being so busy recently, like getting yeah. back into the the swing of of interviewing is is sometimes you're like well, how do we do this now but yeah. we're great and this was so awesome and uh, thank, you. thank you so much oh, this so. was so wonderful seriously Yay. thanks for having me and i i am uh really driven to have both you and pam on simultaneously to talk about your work <gasps> and oh, i would what, love that what is the group that you guys are a part of locally if you don't mind me asking because i cannot remember the full name for it, but it's it's colorado uh women in colorado film and television is that it? If that's called so we're not i'm not officially like associated with that but oh, um really? okay yeah i 
think maybe Pam is too. Maybe she is. Um, but we also do, maybe you're thinking of working artist group. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I'm hell bent on having both of you on simultaneously because I always see the Instagram posts you guys have. I'm like, they have so much fun. We need you on at the same We're time. We're always just taping and messing around. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's all, Pam's amazing. <laughs> I would love that. Well, Megan, you are, you are awesome, my friend. I hope that we get to work on a set together at some point in the future. Cause Me I feel too. like with deck nine, you know, I saw you here and there, but you know, obviously for COVID reasons. In passing. Yeah. yeah. Pretty short, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and this episode will be up uh, in like 12 hours. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I think the last thing we have, and it really just, you know, it's riding on the tails of the last part of this conversation, which is our awkward goodbye. <laughs> so we, for that, do we not want to promote our stuff yet? Oh, first, good lord! Um, no, it's just it's part of the awkward part. Um, Steph, do you want to give your spiel? <laughs> I'm just gonna write on this calendar uh, next to my just, desk. Just a reminder, you know, for all of our our friends and listeners, uh, you know. Um, Thank you so much for sticking with us. And, you know, especially since we've been absent for the past couple of weeks. Um, uh, but, you know, um, we're, we're, we're still working. We're still trying to figure out, um, you know, new guests and new people and all this stuff. So please stay tuned um, as regularly as you can. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PWRP podcast. Um, and uh, you'll get, all the updates for when we're coming out with new episodes there. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, rate, review, subscribe to us. We're on like all of the normal podcast platforms. So um, tell your friends about us, all that fun stuff, please. Yes. Uh, before I do my last part, we will be moving our uh, distribution websites from uh, our yes. current one to a new one in November. So we will have yes. more updates on that coming soon. Uh, but yeah, last but not least, if you'd like to join our podcast, we'd love to have you on the show, whether you're somebody who is a veteran of the industry or somebody who is, uh, you know, just trying to get started. We'd love to talk to you. So please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you right away or within um, three days because we're both working full time again. <laughs> so uh miss megan i know you're still there even though your camera's shut off i don't know what you're doing but yeah, i assume it's something I, it's awkward it's frozen on my end and i have like my it's weird i don't know what's happening but i'm still here <laughs> yay <laughs> this is perfect okay well if you could see me we're gonna count down from three in the wayne's okay. world style so completely silent and then we will go into the most awkward of goodbyes are you ready yes okay and Bye. Oh, Bye. 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 <laughs>